Once again, good evening, one and all. I praise God for the opportunity to have devotion and be strengthened. So for that, God has given me a portion from the Bible when I was praying for the devotion. That is from Book of Acts, chapter 12, verse 5. Can we all turn to our, open our Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Shall we bow down our heads for a small prayer? A loving Heavenly Father, once again we thank you and praise you for this time. Lord, we pray that you would set me apart and speak to us, strengthen us in praying. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Acts chapter 12 again. I think many of us are aware of this chapter, of this portion. Peter in prison. Before that, when we look at the Acts, It's simply called the book as Acts, that's it. But whereas when you go for the Telugu translation, they have given like Acts of Apostles. In Telugu we call it as Apostolula Karyamulu, means Acts of Apostles. But here he directly mentioned the book of name as Acts, written by a doctor, Luke, around 9200 AD. This Acts the book of Acts is the history of around 30 to 35 years. 30 to 35 years of history was written in the book of Acts. The important people in this book, uh, book are Peter, Philip, and Paul. Of course, there are other members. We see Stephen. We see John as well. But these, these, these two, three are the main people who are led by Holy Spirit for his work. Okay, uh, let's come into this uh, chapter 12. Of course, the Acts is like a bridge between the Gospels and the Epistles. It builds a bridge between the Gospels and the Epistles. So coming to this portion, basically, as we read this here in chapter 12 and verse 5, we know the portion very well, I think. Peter was in prison the church praying for Peter. Peter means we know very much about Peter. Of course, in the, in the last devotion, uh, we heard about Peter as well. The, what Peter has done, how Peter walked on the water and how he cried, how Lord Jesus lifted him up. When we just think, of about, think about Peter, of his career with, of three and a half years with Jesus Christ, he, he is the disciple. He was a disciple of Jesus Christ. One of the disciples later on, he was an apostle for Jesus. Apostle means the one who sent for his work. He was one of the apostles. Initially, he was with Jesus, saw all the miracles with Jesus, praying all the time. And we even see that Paul backslided, saying, at the time of crucifixion, he says, Do you know Jesus? No, I don't know. He says three times. He denied Jesus three times. 
though Jesus did not leave him. He had a great purpose for Peter. We see even after Jesus Christ's resurrection, he knows about Jesus Christ's resurrection, even then he went back to fishing. But Jesus later on again in chapter John chapter 21, Jesus speaking to Peter again, Peter, do you love me more than all of this? Three times Jesus spoke to Peter again. He was very much strengthened. Of course, we know the passage of that. Peter was very much strengthened of that. After that, since then, he did not backslide it. He worked a lot for Jesus Christ, for the gospel, for Lord's work. When coming to the Acts chapter 1, they waited for the Holy Spirit. As Jesus told, they waited for the Holy Spirit, the comforter. And then Peter started, he opened the curtain for gospel. He started gospel. And then later on, one day 3,000 people added to the church. And we see in Acts, the work of Holy Spirit. The whole work of Holy Spirit we see in Acts. How Holy Spirit is working among his, among his children. Then later on, we see so many miracles done by Peter as well. When the shadow of the Peter fell on the deceased, they were healed. And even in John chapter, in Acts chapter 3, Peter healed the lame man. And even, uh, even Peter, in chapter 9, Acts chapter 9, he raised Dorcas from dead. So these many miracles was done by Peter. This particular person, the disciple, the apostle, was in prison. We are talking about that person. You know, of course, when you go for the first verse, uh, chapter uh, 12, verse 3. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also, then were the days of unleavened bread. Of course, when you go for the first verse and second verse, King Herod, he murdered James secretly. That's not publicly done. And he saw that pleased Jews. So he proceeded further and wanted Peter also to be murdered. But one thing we can remind here in this, what Jew, this King Herod, he was, he wanted to please Jews. Of course, he pleased Jews. He, he wanted to get the favor from Jews. Let's stop here and think of. Where are we pleasing? How are we pleasing? Are we pleasing God? Are we pleasing the world? Are we pleasing the people yet? You know, Paul says, Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. I just want to read that verse. Galatians chapter 10, sorry, chapter 1 verse 10. Here Paul says, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. People who pleases men or the world, they are not called the servants of God. Here, Paul wants to be a servant of God. Previously, when he didn't saw Jesus, did not have faith in Jesus, he was pleasing people, he was pleasing Jews. But after becoming a believer, you know, once becoming a, a, a child of Christ, he was always pleasing God. Let's think about our lives. Whom, whom are we pleasing? Are we pleasing the world? Are we pleasing the people? Instead, pleasing God. Yeah, how can we please God? Last Sunday's message, Brother Michael was saying one point. I just noted that point. Faithfulness pleases God. Really. Our faithfulness, when you are good enough in your faithfulness, that really pleases God. 
And of course, when you do his will, God pleases in that. There are so many verses with respect to pleasing God. Let's pause and think of, are we pleasing God? In what ways are we pleasing him? If we do his will, we are pleasing him. If we do his work, he's pleased. Let's think on this. And just coming back, back to the same, uh, the portion, actual portion. Peter was in the prison and the church was praying without prayer. They are praying continuously. That's what they say in, chapter, in verse 5. Church. What is church? Some people think church is a building. It's not building. It's a group of believers who accepted Jesus Christ, who has faith in Christ. Of course, the same book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 28 says what exactly church is. Chapter 20, verse 28. In the last line, it says like this. I'll read from first. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over you overseers to feed the church of the God which he had purchased with his own blood. That is church. We are all purchased by his own blood. A group of believers, a group of Christians who come together, gather in the name of Jesus, are called, is called a church. Church has responsibilities. Church has burden against the believers, against the fellow brethren. The same thing is done by the church here in chapter 12. You know, uh, I saw one point, I, I heard one point in, in India. Uh, a pastor, he is calling for a, a, a meeting, a prayer meeting. And he announced, in the announcements, he told that, whoever has some prayer request or any problems, please bring to the church, we'll pray. There in India, we'll pray on Fridays. Here we have on Wednesdays. So, uh, the day came, it's on Friday. A man brought his wife carrying in a basket on his head. Hope you understand that. His wife is his problem. Because he brought his wife in a basket on his head. Pastor told that to bring all your problems. Really, there are people who are becoming a problem in the family. A wife may be a problem. A house, maybe a spouse, a husband may be a problem. Children may be a problem to the parents. Or parents may be a problem to the children. Sometimes a church will be a problem to another church. I've seen in India. Yeah. It's because of their egoness. Because they criticize each church, church with other church. But let's see what exactly the church is. Church loves the other church. Should have love. Church should forgive. Church should love each other. Church should basically, primarily, they pray for the believers. They should pray for the church. They should pray for the pastors, for the elders, for the benefit of the church. So the same thing was done by here, was done by the church here we see in it. What we see it like, they continuously pray. Of course, when we pray, God works. And here, when Peter is in prison, we see that in chapter, in verse uh, 6. Yeah, six. How Peter was, in, uh, was born by two chains. And later on, verse 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. This is the work done by the Holy Spirit, by the God. When there the church is praying, here the Lord is working. Sending his angel to Peter, who is in prison. You know, in Exodus chapter 3, I think verse 8, there God says, I have come down to deliver my people. 
Israelites were crying unto Lord about their issues in, the, in Egypt. God heard their prayers. Their cries. He listened their cries and he has come down from heaven to earth. When we just listen about, I'll just close it in two to three minutes, I'm sorry. So when we come back here, the Peter was in, in prison, bounded by chains. We can learn two points here. Bounded by chains. A sinner is bounded by sins. Bounded by the world. Bounded by the worldly actions. He's in prison. And second thing, from the first thing, Jesus Christ came himself, came from the heaven to the world, to the earth, to save this sinner who, who is bound by the chains. And second person, second point is that we even believers are bound by some, some temptations, some trials, maybe family problems, maybe financial issues, any other problem, we are bound by some chains. For those chains to get rid of, we the church are praying together. We have love towards the church, towards our fellow brethren. We came here to just to pray for them, for them. That's what when you pray, God is working. Of course, God worked. God always works for the same sinner. Jesus Christ came into the world. He, shed his, he just opened his hands on the cross. He said, I love this much. He opened his hands on the cross. He shed his blood. And the chains of the sinner fall down, fell down. He's free now. When he asked Jesus, so as a church we have responsibility to pray for the sinners, to pray the burdened people who are bound by the chains of sins and even for our fellow believers who are bound by some trials. Just like Peter. You know, we have, there is a gap between, for James was directly killed secretly, Peter was not. Peter had some time. This time, the gap, church took it for prayer. The gap, this is the time to pray. They prayed for Peter and God heard the prayers. You know, wondrously, God's amazing work, it's his work, he rescued Peter from prison. So let's, as a church, how are we praying? Are we crying for our children? Are we crying for our families? Are we crying for a church? When we cry, God hears and he listens our prayers. Let's pray together. May God bless these words. Thank you.